This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by The Activist, debuting soon on CBS, spotlighting individuals who've made it their life's work to change the world for the better, not a reality show that trivializes activism. The Activist. I'm uh, Kenny Chesney. And, well, that makes me Tim McGraw. (laughs) And this is Ear Buddies. We thought that we could just do a single episode on country music, but we were wrong. We were wrong. And, Tim, we didn't even think that, did we? I know. That's that's a joke. That's not true. We knew that we'd come back. We had to come back. Uh, bro. Hey. Cu- country music. It it contains multitudes. It contains more than a 45-minute long ep. Well, it does. Uh, it is a rich American tradition. We hate it in many ways as I think we laid out in, like, episode six or whatever. Yes. But we wanted to... What we wanted to do, Matt, is... uh, Listener, Matt, you know this. What what we wanted to do is sort of say, on the other hand, country's not all bad, and uh, explain why we think country is actually good. Uh, and, and, you know, sort of list some of our faves. Um, and, you know, we have a, a hot new country album that we could talk about this week. Uh, and that was the plan. But then, Matt, the plan got <laughs> derailed by who else? Chris Jansen. He's back. He's back and Better than ever. Well, worse than ever. It seems like he's having a hard time now. And why? Well, listen and find out. Bye, Mom. That's what I said at five years old the first day of school. Already then I thought I was way too cool. I thought I had it figured out. And I didn't know a thing. Bye, Mom. Don't worry about me. I'll see you at three at the bus stop. That's right. He took a drunk girl home. And now he's singing about his mom, who's dead. (laughs) Matt. I I shouldn't laugh. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Tim. Well, okay. So when when a guy hops into... The, the country music charts and sees a track called By Mom and sees that it's performed by Chris Jansen. A guy simply has to learn more about it. Well, right. That's not something you walk away from. That's something you no, dive no, no. into. No. Long-time devoted listeners know that we have strong feelings about Chris Jansen and his work and his creative decision-making and <laughs> maybe his worldview... Uh, after his provocative single, Drunk Girl. Take a drunk girl home, let her sleep all alone. 
keys on the counter, your number by phone. Pick up her life. Well, he's back, folks, and what he's singing about this time is loss. Oh, man, loss. Is there a genre of music, Tim, that deals so um, poetically and so directly with just that feeling that, hey, I've had it, you've had it, of human loss? Just, uh, it is the, the vehicle... Country music is the vehicle through which um, we, as a nation, I think, mm-hmm. process um, grief. Yes, <laughs> right. It, it, it is. We've so we've been talking over the the winking part of bye mom, but now let's let's start crying, gang. Because if you saw the title and thought it was about a dead mom but then you heard the first few lyrics and thought oh no it's just something else well There's the turn. There it was. Yep. Had to happen. All right. First things first, I want to just, I just want to say that Chris didn't write this song, and it's not about Chris's mom. So I don't feel super bad making fun of Chris right now. I don't know the state of Chris's mother. I don't know how she's doing. But he did not write this song as a tribute to to Mrs. Jansen. This song was uh, this song was written by Brandon Kinney, who's just, you know, another one of those guys, another one of those Nashville songwriters. And Chris flipped through the song, you know, flipped through the catalog and said, "Ah, I would love to sing a song about loss because it's a time-honored tradition, Matt, as you said. This is this is the genre where we can really dig into what it's like to lose a loved one or experience heartbreak. I mean, it's the it's the stereotype of country music, right? It's the whole the joke that that the one joke about country oh, music yes. that everyone knows, right? Yes. You know, my dog left me, my my wife left me, my my truck left me or whatever. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> but there's truth there because some of the some of the great old country music it will really tug at the old heartstrings, won't it? Well, yeah, and I, I think uh, like I was, of course, well as always, joking a little bit when I said, "Is there a, a better genre to process grief through?" Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, probably, but like it well, is. I don't know, man. Well, but yeah, like you're you're exactly right though because the the sort of plain spoken lyricism of country music um, it really lends itself to this sort of uh, 
this sort of narrative and emotional content. And there are, I mean, dozens of of very famous songs. I mean, a lot of these are, are being played at funerals, and yeah. you know, you're listening to them after your girlfriend breaks up with you. <laughs> right. So it's clearly filling a filling some sort of need. Grandma's watching you today. Cause there's holes in the floor of heaven And her tears are pouring down That's how you know she's watching Wishing she could be here Well, exactly. So we are going to get around to what we originally meant to talk about today, which is why some country music really works. Um, and even new country music that is hitting shelves today. I know we were really down on country uh, not so long ago. And to be clear, we are still pretty down on country. Um, but there are artists out there, even in the mainstream, but also kind of on the fringes of the uh, popular circle, who are doing really interesting cool things and many of them are writing songs that are about loss and heartbreak because it's a it's a classic topic to to dig into in country music he stopped loving her today it plays to reef upon his door and soon question I want to pose to you, pal, is why does some of it work and why does some of it not? Like, like, why do I, why is my reaction to buy mom so negative? <laughs> right. Why is your reaction is it just, to that to laugh? <laughs> it will, well, right. When other, uh, even quite recent country songs uh, about loss and, and the death of a loved one for instance uh, say this song by one of our faves, Luke Bryan When I got the news today I didn't know what to say So I just hung up the phone I took a walk to clear my head this is where the walk-in led Can't believe you're really gone like, I think this song actually really works So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier And watch the sunset disappear Drink a beer. It's a it's a great question um, because, of course, we're not saying that uh, George Jones and uh, Vince Gill and Patty Loveless are the the only ones who ever did a good job writing no. about this, right? Because there there are, I mean, what's that? There's one about you know 
driving your dead brother's truck or your dead friend's truck or something. That's kind of a good one. I don't know. I don't have it in yeah. front of me. You know what I'm talking I, about. And I drive your truck, right, bro. There of we course. go. Right. Like it's that's all right. I mean, yes. And and uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe I should have remembered the title of that one before I said it. <laughs> I but mean, you were right there, though. <laughs> that you, is you, what it's you really you really circled it. <laughs> <laughs> you had but, it surrounded. <laughs> Drive your truck I roll every window down And I burn up Every back road in this town I find a field I tear it up Till all the pains are cloud of dust Yes, sometimes I drive your truck But <laughs> But I do I do think there is like a a line to draw between uh, just the good ones and the bad ones, mm-hmm. um, and of course, ear buddies is a lot about. Well, heck, Tim, it's mostly about our opinions, isn't it? Well, I thought you were going to say it's mostly about the tunes. Well, it's but, mostly about the tunes, but secondarily, but no, yeah, and and certainly. This is going to be a pretty opinion-heavy uh, app. I think some of it is just how it hits me individually, and how it, how it hits other people dif- will will be different. But Matt, you're someone who uh, certainly way more than I do uh, thinks about lyrics uh, pretty critically, and you know you. Uh, you know what you're doing when it comes to song lyrics. So could you perhaps enlighten me and enlighten our ear buddies army? <laughs> uh, what is it that you think makes some country music about loss feel really schmaltzy and overdone and other country music about loss feel heartfelt and poignant? Sure. Well, uh, thank you for calling me to the to the front of the class here, Tim. Um, <laughs> love to t- talk about it because yeah, we haven't really uh, here on Ear Buddies discussed much um, about lyrics, really. But th- the only way to do this particular topic is through the lyrics because you yeah. know they all they don't. It's all country music, right? I mean, it's not going to be that incredibly different sonically mm-hmm. uh but i don't know i think i think a big part of it actually is sort of the way in which um the twist that classic country twist yes. is employed is ultimately right and i uh, obviously we don't have the time for me to go through, you know, line by lines and meter and scansion and internal rhyme and whatever else. And frankly, well, even we, if we did, we did, no, even if we did, <laughs> country music isn't that good at it. So it's it's sure, not, it's you know, not made for that kind of deep reading. Right, right, yeah, right. But I think, uh, well, let actually let me start with, uh, you know, our our latest and sort of most annoying example by yeah. mom by chris jansen like Can't wait to play it again let's <laughs> let's spin that track one more time 
I think that this one. Uh, yes. It. Right. So it ha- this this has a classic country twist. Chris Jansen loves these twists. Yeah, and and it's not. I don't think it's bad to love those because a lot of country is based on that, and that's great. But like you know, we hear he's saying "bye, mom" on the first day of school. Yeah. Uh, he's saying "bye, mom" because his buddies are waiting for him, etc., uh, yeah. etc. Et but like you already know, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> the listener, because you. Because the Ear Buddies Army in particular is so uh, astute, astute, and and keyed into these sorts of things. Yes. If you see, well, your brain, honestly, when you saw the title by Mom, your brain did the same thing that Chris Jansen's did, which was, <laughs> I know what this is about. And yeah, it right, it launched into overdrive. Right, and, and yes. he was right, and you were also right because, of course, ultimately, he is saying. Mm. Goodbye to his mom, who's dead. Um, I, I mean, we haven't uh, we haven't focus group tested this, but I have a feeling most folks who see the words "by mom" by Chris Jansen don't think that this is first and foremost a song about saying "see you later, mom" uh, <laughs> as you're walking out the door. Right. I mean, we know there's got to be something more to it than that. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think, uh, and there are other songs like that. I mean, uh, "Don't Take the Girl" by Tim McGraw is a classic of the classic example, right? Because it's the couple of verses about uh, not wanting that the girl to be around, and then he ends up. Doesn't it end up with him like telling a mugger not to? <laughs> I don't. I mean, <laughs> I think it does, but like that's another another fun twist, but. The main, my main actual gripe with the bad ones, Tim. I'll just, I'll just get to it here. Is that they feel so? They feel like they are written to be played at a funeral, right? Uh Or, or to be played. I guess if they're not about death and they're about grief, then maybe uh, to be played like at a really sad high school dance. But just you you kind of go through these lyrics and listen to this, and it's like, to me, that doesn't sound super heartfelt. It sounds, uh, it sounds sort of market-tested, and it sounds like yes. it's going to play well in middle America. Uh, you know, and, and I understand, look, we already talked about this, so don't start yelling at me about how uh-huh. it means something to you listener uh i get that and i don't that's that's fine but like you gotta admit that the there's not much soul in by mom and there's and there's not much soul in a lot of those types of songs knowing knowing what the 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 country music twist is going to be just based on title alone and based on the first two words of the song but having to sit through two verses and a bridge to actually get to that emotional turn it feels like, yeah, get on with it we know yes no. we know what you're doing no ex- there's that, no trick here right you've already you've given away the trick ex- that is exactly it and that is what is so like just frustrating and kind of exhausting because you know he by mom that title is a real Chekhov's gun just right there 
Yeah. And he's got to fire it by the end of the song. And you know he's going to. Right. right? Like, for contrast, and I don't mean to just pick old songs to to fight the new here, but this is just a a fine example. Three Wooden Crosses by Randy Travis. Mm. That's a great example, yeah. That driver never ever saw the stop sign And 18 wheelers can't stop on a bind There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway Why there's not four of them Heaven only knows I guess it's I read the title. I don't totally know what I'm getting. I even get there's a whole story that he tells in this song, and it's and it's excellent. And it's I mean, you know, it it's there's something to surprise me with. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I don't know, Tim, we're not demanding uh, a thrill a minute ride from every country no. song we ever listen to. Right. Right, I guess. Right, we're. I guess we're sort of speaking pretty narrowly to the songs that have those uh, country music twists. Can we? Can we circle back to "Drink a Beer" by Luke Bryan? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I guess I don't know how you feel about this song, but I think it's pretty good. Um, because this is one that is not. There's no twist waiting for you here. This is just a sad, sad old song. Listen, that's why. I actually like this song because it is just plain spoken mm-hmm. language. Um, it's called Drink a Beer. It's kind of silly, like it's a little... Sure. You know, but it's a little Luke Bryan-y. That's Luke for you. <laughs> right, though, you know? I mean, right. But, like, <laughs> this, he is just laying it out, and it's a sad old song. And it's a sad old song. Man, yeah. and that, like, that is why I still, like, love country, because yeah. we've still got some of these. Um, and are there better examples than drink a beer, perhaps? Yeah, sure. I mean, probably. But, like, solid example. It really is. And and uh, there are many more. And uh, actually, Tim, I don't want to... Uh, drive this train too far ahead if you've if you've still got something but no please t- talking about uh this particular song and just the sad old songs yes makes me think a lot about um one of my favorite uh country artists her mm-hmm. name is Casey Musgraves yes I and think it's it's time to talk about Casey. and it's time to talk about yeah. Casey Musgraves right exactly so new album Starcrossed which is like in pretty much entirely about getting divorced and it's good it's a good album dude if I was an angel I wouldn't get so mad it'd be easy to be grateful for everything I have, you'd only get the best of me. I'd pull you out of the darkness. It is a good album. Um, I don't really want to litigate whether or not it's country because, um, yeah. right, come on, she's guys, starting to right. She's starting to you know veer pop, but right. it's but she's country. Yeah, come on, come on. 
this Starcrossed uh, mm-hmm. is a very personal album, right? Yep. Casey uh, wrote slash co-wrote all the songs on it, um, yep. and it sounds very honest, very authentic. It uh-huh. is. It's interesting. Actually, this is an interesting album to me too because if you remember, uh, you know her her sort of. Well, I guess. I guess her breakthrough hit was uh, Merry Go Round, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a great song, really great good song. song. And that one, uh, in addition to being uh, really sort of catchy and, and well-produced, mm-hmm. lyrically was very clever. Mama's hooked on Mary Kay Brother's hooked on Mary Jane Daddy's hooked on And she sort of made her name with that kind of uh, clever lyricism um, mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning. You know, that, her, that whole first album was really sharp like that, and I loved it. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, and she evolved, as artists do. And with Starcrossed, there is not a ton of uh, winky fun poetry uh-huh. in that album. And I think... Tim, I think that's great. Don't go through your camera roll So much you don't know That you've forgotten What a trip The way you can flip Through all the good parts of it I shouldn't have done it Chronological order And nothing but torture Scroll too far back, that's what you get. I feel like it's it's just very easy to understand heartbreak and and obvious loss, and she's not couching it in any sort of uh, intricate or clever terms. She's just mm-hmm. it, she's just making a couple of sad old songs. Yeah. Um, but they're sad new songs and that is why, like, you know, I think, and and you know what, too, you can tell, like, you can, as the listener, you can tell that this is a real thing, whereas Bye Mom is not a real thing. There you go. This passes the smell test, and Bye Mom simply doesn't. And, and like, and, man, everybody knows, because, you know, Casey Musgraves is, has sort of transcended just the uh, you know adult country charts obviously mm-hmm. and won a Grammy for Golden Hour and right. and people recognize that sort of artistry and again it's not like Golden Hour was ultra um, you know sly either right it was just no. it was just some good music and but then she you know you write something from a personal and and sort of painful difficult perspective and experience um and it does translate to i guess artistic integrity anyway, thanks for all the nice- 
nights and the days and everything that you gave i'll never erase it there's one where we look so in love before we lost all the sun and i made you take it to to the point that we originally wanted to sort of get to why do we what's what's what keeps us interested in country music? I think it's not authenticity that we're looking for. Right. That's not it. You and I don't even care about that. I certainly <laughs> don't care. I don't really begrudge. It's it's funny to me that a guy like Chris Jansen will drop a song and go on tour and, you know, tug it, try to tug at your heartstrings with a song called Bye Mom and probably call his mother afterwards and and say, "Hey, did you like the show?" Like, <laughs> did you see me up there? Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, bye, mom. I, but that, that that doesn't really it doesn't actually bother me that he bought music. Plenty of great country artists don't write their own stuff. That's fine. I, whatever. But I guess I'm just looking for good old good good writing. Just some good songs. <laughs> Well, what am I what am I trying to say here, pal? What's one of my most one of my uh, favorite country songs of the last decade is called "She Don't Love You," and it's by Eric Pazlay. Ooh, this is a good one. It's a good one. She don't love you. She's just lonely. She wasn't once upon a time. She used to dance when the band played She used to be the trust and kind She's no stranger to the leaving So you could tell me, Matt, and I don't don't know the case here You could tell me that this song was written by 15... like a think a country music think tank of mm-hmm. fifteen people, you know what I mean? Yep. I wouldn't care because it is just a good country song. She don't love you. She's just lonely. She don't know another way. It doesn't feel like it's baiting me. It doesn't feel like I'm uh, being made to feel a way. Uh, it's just a, it's a country song in sort of the classic sense. Yep. And I also don't want to just say that all the old stuff was the best and the new stuff is bad, because I don't think that's the case either. But there's something to this writing that is just a little bit more, uh, raw, and if not authentic, at least, um... Not cynical. There you go. That's helpful. That's I, it. I think that's right. Right? I mean, that's, yeah. That's right. I think, and uh, like, because I absolutely hear that too. And like, if, uh, you know, if this particular song uh, was written by, uh, you know, a big hit factory, then great job, guys, because you fooled me. You know? I, I see mean, now it was, it was it, just Eric Pazlay and Jennifer Wayne. It's not so much about the authenticity um, of, you know, you have to write these lyrics yourself as it yeah. is like it 
is honest in some sense. And I think that makes it, I guess, closer to art in some sense. It doesn't feel focus group tested. It just feels like a song that somebody wrote and thought, this is a good song. I'm going to sing it now. Yeah, and man, Ear Buddies is really about the tunes. (laughs) So it does come down to this. And so we're allowed to make these sorts of calls. Uh, Sorry if, you know, Bye Mom is one of your favorites. Um, Yeah. But... I guess turn in your ear buddy's army badge and pistol and get out of here. Don't come back. Don't even think about coming to the next club <laughs> meeting, right? We have a we have a list of names of folks who aren't allowed at the meeting and, and we'll check. So Ear buddies well, it'll continue in just a moment, won't it? She wasn't once upon a time I remember her in the sunlight I remember her when she was Coming this fall, I think, to CBS, it's The Activist, a brand new groundbreaking reality program hosted by Usher, Priyanka Chopra, and Julianne Huff, featuring six activist contestants competing to bring meaningful change to one of three urgent universal causes, health, education, and the environment. It's the activist, Matt. It sure is, Tim, and we are delighted. <laughs> we are simply delighted to be able to um, speak about them today. Thank you, guys, CBS, for sponsoring yes. this episode. Um, Viacom. <laughs> look, once again, uh, we're back to talk about somebody or something who needs a little bit of help, and heck... The activists, uh, they okay. they want you to watch the show. The activists, okay, it stumbled out of the gates a little bit, right? Yeah. The announcement was met with some derision. Uh, yeah. When we heard that we were going to basically pit um, some, uh, you know, activists, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> what else do you call them? What else do you call them against one another? Uh, and ultimately try to get one of them to the G20 summit in Rome, Italy. Wow, that's the dream. To try to secure funding and awareness for their causes. When we heard about this, you know, we didn't love it. We, we couldn't... Um, we couldn't help but recall Kendall Jenner handing a cop a Pepsi. That's you know what I right. mean? Yep. Yep. Uh, and when I say we, I certainly don't mean Matt and I. 
No, we didn't think about that. No, no, no. Uh, We're grateful that they're seeking sponsorship from us here this week. And we offer it gladly. In fact, we considered doing it pro bono. (laughs) Well, because we're excited, Tim, aren't we? We Well, yeah. (laughs) What, Matt? Yeah. Why not? Why not do this show? Well, Why not? Tim, that was exactly my question as well. Right? Look, guys, it's 2021. Nearing the end. Well, closer to the end yeah. than the beginning. Um, yeah. And things aren't the same as they've always been, and you need to learn and grow along with the culture. Um, so what if only one of these bright-eyed activists ends up going to Rome and mm. going to the summit, and the rest of them just are kind of unceremoniously kicked back out onto the street. And so what if only <laughs> one of these urgent universal causes, <laughs> health, education, and the environment, if only one of them gets funding? Well... Better than nothing, right? I mean... Certainly, this will be a very useful five-week experiment to find out which of those three universal causes uh, needs the needs love right now, <laughs> needs the most TLC. Because, yeah, one of them does, and as we Is all- it health? <laughs> I mean- Is it education? I mean, we got, it could, I mean, we got COVID. It could be- we got, it could be any of those three, because as- the world on fire. As we all but, know- as we all know, mm. those are the three. <laughs> what else is there, dude? It's health, education, and the environment. And that's it. So the, they're doing a good job, you know, covering those, the only three urgent universal causes right now. And I just think I would take a win personally in any one of, in any department. Yes. Can we get some free lunches? For kids. Whoever the the millionaires and the billionaires decide to throw uh, some some change to when this is all said and done, when when all the stunts and the contests and mud the, wrestling, the, 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 and, right? Exactly. Uh, you got to eat a the, cockroach. Uh, the immunity challenges. <laughs> uh, and right, the ultimately the casting of the votes. Uh, when it's all done, and we decide, and we get to see who, which activist is the activist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we'll all be better for it. And the the five losers, and the, frankly, they they will be losers. Yeah, I was gonna say, can't really call them anything but that either. They will have lost. <laughs> so I don't know what else. Yeah, sorry. They will. Um, they'll they'll find a way. Whatever. Yeah. There's always the next fiscal year. Right. There's always another venture capitalist. Is there not? Yeah. Go on. Uh, go on Shark Tank. See if they'll help. Yeah. yeah. But, Figure it out. Yeah. And, and I am frank. I should also just say that I'm grateful that Usher is at the wheel on this. Dude, it's it's so cool. Like if I I'm a little nobody from nowhere, but if I was going to uh I guess staff is that the term this show with uh-huh. with three 
celebrities. Uh, these are the three I would pick because you say health to me. I think Usher. You say uh-huh. you say education. I think Priyanka. And you say the environment, who else but Julianne Hough, right? It's those three. They've been waving these flags for years. Uh, It only makes sense. It's only fair that they would be the three to call the shots on this. You know, we've had all this to do over who's going to host Jeopardy. Well, it's there was never any doubt about who should host the activist. Exactly. It's the three activists, like the we, the right. ur activists in a sense, if I may. We certainly don't want Ken Jennings hosting the activist. No, absolutely not. And LeVar Good Burton Lord. might be nice, but no. he doesn't know the first no. thing no. about that Sorry. summit. And and you could argue you could argue that Lavar knows a thing or two about education, what with reading Rainbow and all that, and he'd be maybe a good ambassador for that yeah, universal but, cause. But, but I think Priyanka's but, more camera. I think ready. Priyanka's got it. Yeah, she's she no she. It'll be great. And I just man, it just really burns me up that we're all making fun of this, um, like it won't be a net positive for society. Well, there you go, bud. There you go. Exactly. Won't this help? <laughs> Don't you think this will help? If we get even one, it's better than nothing. Because if we don't do this show, if for some reason this show gets canceled because of all of your whinging and complaining, Ugh. I... Well, then there goes there goes all three, yeah, frankly. Ex- no, then, then you then, know what? You do it. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you have a better idea for health, <laughs> education, or the environment. Because you get those free lunches, you get everyone vaccinated, and you stop the the forest from burning. You're not going to do that, are you? No. Didn't think so. <sighs> it's disgusting. Um, after the after the format for the activist drew some blowback on social media. I'm reading from Deadline now. Deadline reached out to Global Citizen for a statement. Quote. The activist spotlights individuals who've made it their life's work to change the world for the better, as well as the incredible and often challenging work they do on the ground in their communities, a spokesman for the group said. Quote, this is not a reality show to trivialize activism. On the contrary, our aim is to support activists everywhere, show the ingenuity and dedication they put into their work, and amplify their causes to an even wider audience. End quote. Well, there you go. What more do you need? And, and if I may, Tim. You may. Um, I think that having, that shining such a spotlight, such a celebrity spotlight on activism can mm. only help because you can't, you can't tell me, Tim, that a lot of people didn't try out for American Idol in the hopes of simply meeting Ryan Seacrest, right? Well, there you go. And if, Absolutely. if this show changes the trajectory of even one young person's, or old person's, I don't know, you can be an old activist, it's possible. If it changes someone's life and they become involved in their local community because they want to meet Usher... Fine. Exactly. Great. However you come, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll take you. That's, yes. That's the message, and I think it's, come on in. it's great. I hope this runs for as long as Survivor did. <laughs> or for as long as either uh, the 
a health of the world <laughs> or sort of the educational status or the environment hold up yeah to support such we're such not going to stop until until it's fixed exactly or it, until or it, it, does, it doesn't exist either it's fixed or it's too late driven into the ground <laughs> yeah, one or the other it's it's good it's the activist. until then d- until then don't you tell me that the activist is not a great idea it's the activist on cbs baby we can't wait to watch it we can't wait to say hi to usher <laughs> julianne and priyanka and those activists and everyone at the g20 summit it's going to be fun. We'll see you in Italy, folks. Tune in. It's the activist. Welcome back to Ear Buddies and uh, another riveting show and tell segment. Matt, we don't do this when we just don't have any other ideas. We just we do this because it's a great seg. That's right. We love it. It's trademarked. Uh, we invented it, mm-hmm. and we did have other ideas, but this one was the best. Yep, it, it, it was. So, pal, uh, lead us off, if you would. Sure thing, buddy. So, I've got one. I thought I'd bring one more example of sort of a uh, factory-made, soulless, uh, modern country tune to uh-huh. everyone's attention. Um, and I sort of hate to play... I, I don't like to waste our airtime playing, like, just nonsense, really. <laughs> I like I like mm-hmm. for it to matter. Uh, but just this once, you know, why don't you fire up for us, Tim? Since I know you're, you know, on the soundboard. Here I am, yep. <laughs> the song, A Lot of Things Different by Kenny Chesney. I'd spend a lot more time in the pouring rain Without an umbrella Covering my head And I'd stood up to that bully When he pushed and called me names But I was too afraid And I'd have gone on and saw Elvis Yeah, so... Tim, I mean, (laughs) I guess I don't necessarily... This is a four-minute and 44-second tune. Uh, yeah. So we're not... I I would do a lot of things different and, uh... (laughs) Sorry for... Yeah, but um, I don't really care about listening to this song all the way through, but I I did just want to bring it up as an example because this was not written by Kenny Chesney. This was written by Bill Anderson and Dean Dillon back in, like, 2002. Kenny Chesney, of course, saw it and probably needed some extra thing on his little album. Um, And... I don't know. Kenny's doing his little album. I don't not like the guy, but I don't like the guy. Um, Yeah. And so he did this, and it's just like, it's just sort of dumb lyrics about bullies and a red dress and how you would have changed things, uh, you know, if you had the chance. It's basically, you know, remember after Tim McGraw did Live Like You Were Dying and then every single artist on earth did one that was basically Ah, that? Okay, so right, this is sort of one of the dominoes that fell along yeah, that way. Yeah, exactly. And and it's about okay. it's interesting because it is about loss in the sense that, you know, you can't get that time back. Um mm-hmm. and 
really, uh, the conceit of songs like this, of Live Like You Were Dying songs, is pretty good. Like, it's not a bad... Like, it's a, it's a good yeah, yeah, yeah. idea for a song. But, I mean, you know, this is just... This one is just a paint-by-number, uh, and I kind of just... It's, I just wanted to bring another example to the table so we weren't absolutely just running a cement mixer back and forth over Chris Jansen all the time. Like, other people are doing a bad job, too. Sure, right. He's hardly alone in kind of picking weird ones. Yep. So that's that's that. If you guys, you know, ARMY, if you guys feel like checking that out more, you can go to KennyChesney.com backslash no shirt, no shoes, no problem, backslash a lot of things different slash a lot of things different dot mp3 and uh yeah just <laughs> four minutes and 44 seconds of fun oh boy <laughs> so kenny's website is easy to navigate <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, really appreciate I assume that. that's what it is <laughs> and then look at his tour and merch okay tim um okay buddy can i bring the mood all the way down just to to the ground can i just crush the whole experience and ruin it yes i feel like you do that a lot but yeah yeah i trust you all right what do you know about glenn campbell bud tim i know the name um and i'm not sure exactly from where but he was a country artist there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's there you go. That's what I got for you for now. You've heard of uh, Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh, of course I've heard of Rhinestone Cowboy. There's Glenn right there. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So you know he was uh, in the '60s and '70s, one of the biggest names in country music. And if we're looking for authenticity here in in country music, Matt, I don't think we can find anything more authentic than the final song that Glenn wrote and performed, which is called I'm Not Gonna Miss You. And now doesn't that title just sound like another one of those twists waiting to happen? It absolutely does. Let's listen to Glenn here for a second. I'm still here, but yet I'm gone. I don't play guitar sing my songs It never defined who I am The man that loved you till the end You're the last person I will love You're the last place I will recall And best of all I'm not gonna miss you So, Bud, the thing about this is this really isn't a twist. Tim? Because... I know what you're going to say because I am remembering what this song is about. Yeah. But please continue. Because in 2010, Glenn Campbell was diagnosed 
with Alzheimer's. And he went on a goodbye tour and had a tough time. And then he went into the studio in 2012 to record his final album. And this final song, which, as, is, as you can tell, is about his loved one, who he won't miss because of Alzheimer's. Because he, 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 won't, he remember. won't have to. Right. So if that isn't just oh. about the worst feeling that you've had in the last, you know, ten years... That, oh boy, yeah, you um, you really delivered, Tim, on your promise to bring it way down. But I'm super sorry. But no, look, that is that is the perfect uh, closer here. You know, we love to um, sort of be good at putting an, an ep together, and yeah, and hopefully come full circle by the end, which happens or it doesn't. You know, it's, yeah, right, it's fine. But, Whatever. but it really brings it back to my half joke about country music being um, the genre through which to process loss and grief. Because man, yeah. this is at this is so perfect. This song, and it is, yeah, it is so like simple and so spare mm-hmm. and so sparse. Um, there is, there's no, I guess. There's no poetry in the traditional sense in it. It is just plain language all the way through. Mm-hmm. And he's literally saying what his deal is. I'm still here, but yet I'm gone. I don't play guitar <sighs> or sing my songs. And then the line, and best of all, I'm yeah. not going to miss you. Um, what I don't know what else to say to that. Like That is a jewel and a mm-hmm. perfect example of kind of why I love country music still. Yeah, well, that's right. It's it's a beautiful song, and it, um, as you said, it is simple, but it's beautiful for its simplicity. And if you're looking for just um, crystallized emotions and loss and grief there it is it's it's in songs like that oh boy yeah well it really makes me feel like a like a meanie doing that <laughs> that kenny chesney song but also i mean if this is the standard if this if glenn campbell and i'm not gonna miss you sets the standard which i think yeah. it basically does then uh kenny chesney that's you're falling short. And so yeah, you can we can do better. I mean, this is what I loved about John Prine, too. Right. John. Yeah. John yeah, Prine yeah, yeah. loved to sing about his mortality and consider big questions about death and the afterlife and things like that. And if you're willing to put yourself out there and, and put your heart into lyrics like that and then sing them into a microphone, then people ought to listen. Yeah. And you can tell. You know, again, yeah. I mean, this uh, man, I, I, I'm. There's really no point in saying anything further about that song or maybe this topic. Uh, yeah, wow. So there you go. I have no idea how to uh, how to end the episode except just to say that uh, country music can be really, really good. That's true, Tim. You were right again. 
And, buddy, so can this podcast. It can be really good <laughs> if we just... Just try a little harder. Try and focus <laughs> and just, yeah, stick to it. Follow our outlines. S- follow the... <laughs> right, exactly. We just got to stick to the plan and... People will <laughs> like it. Good. People will like it. Pe- yeah, okay. Talk to you later, pal. Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs>